My name is Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. This podcast will be about my story and my words, talking about my own personal experiences and self-healing. I do not claim to be a therapist, counselor, or licensed psychologist. Hello, my name is Amanda Bedard, and I'm the co-host, producer, and editor of Invisible Tears. I'm a Reiki master, certified professional life coach, spiritual coach, wellness coach, and a counseling practitioner. Some of the content you will hear in this podcast may be disturbing to some. Viewer discretion is advised, but it is our hope by putting this information out there that we may help others to heal. We will always be a platform for truth and healing. This is Invisible Tears. Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Amanda, Jane's life coach. And welcome to the Jane and Amanda Show. Where we focus on mental health and healing. Welcome to Invisible Tears. I'm Jane, host of Invisible Tears, and I'm here with my co-host, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Jane. How you doing? I'm not doing that great. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um... We're going to do an episode today about mental health. Yes. I've been dealing with some symptoms of um, my PTSD the past uh, probably a good month since I was sick. Um, a lot. I'm feeling an enormous amount of anxiety and guilt. Um, and this is my platform. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm going to talk about what, you know, what is going on in my life and how my PTSD is affecting my life right now Yeah, because of my attack. I have PTSD. So I I am dealing with a great deal of anxiety lately. Um, And it all started um, Thanksgiving weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. I woke up Thanksgiving morning, put the turkey in the oven, uh, cooked a fabulous Thanksgiving dinner. There was me and Jessica and Cheyenne and Devin and and Dennis. And um, we sat and we we had a wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. And then (laughs) by four o'clock that afternoon, I was sick in bed and that's where I was for two weeks. It hit me that fast. Um, I I was sick with uh, RSV and also pneumonia. Horrible. Now you gotta understand. I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas, especially come Thanksgiving. I'm I'm most excited about Thanksgiving weekend because I know Christmas is coming, and that's my kickoff to Christmas. Yep. I totally deck my house out uh with christmas decorations um my tree i i'm so specific with my tree my tree is huge i've got i don't know a hundred decorations for it and it takes me a, a day sometimes a day and a half to really fully put my tree up and decorate it and decorate my house and um so thanksgiving weekend is like totally 
my kickoff for Christmas. Yeah, makes sense. It is for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I get excited about it. It's a lot of work. I'm busy the whole weekend. Um, that's when I start my shopping. Yeah. Um, me and Jessica always end up going shopping uh, um, without without Cheyenne. And uh, that's our kickoff with starting to mm-hmm. buy the presents. And uh, and we we do some cooking and baking and uh, Christmas activities. Um, I do a lot of arts and crafts with Cheyenne for that weekend. And we go and we ride around and look at the Christmas lights. And so this year, I was sick in bed the whole weekend. And I got into this funk. Yeah. And, um, you know, like it's as if, you know, you got a timing chain on your car and all of a sudden it goes out of time. That is how I felt. Yeah. And I'm having a really hard time getting myself realigned with with my normal life. Yeah. I'm in such a funk. Um, I just can't get myself out. Uh, we just had Christmas. Yeah. Um, because I was down for two weeks, uh, sick, I wasn't able to do any shopping. I wasn't able to decorate my house. I wasn't able to put my tree up. Um, I I put my tree up three days before Christmas. I've never done that before. Yeah. Um, a week before Christmas, I started my Christmas shopping, um, which was completely frustrating for me because a lot of things, I, I do a lot of online shopping. Mm-hmm. So a week before Christmas, there was a lot of things I wanted to order, but I wasn't going to get it in, in before before Christmas. Yeah. So I was super frustrated about that. I felt like I was completely letting my family down. I'm sorry. Um, and I just never got into that Christmas spirit this year. Yeah. And it really sucked for me. And I just... It just put me into this depression, and I just am having a hard time getting myself out. It's as if um, Christmas is come and gone, but it doesn't even feel like we had a Christmas at yeah. my house. Yeah. And I hate it because now I got to wait. <laughs> well, one of the things I have to wait another year before I can get in the Christmas <laughs> spirit again. So I feel so robbed and I feel like I, I robbed my family of that this year. Um, I know I was sick and I know I had no control over that, but it, it's just, um, it's one thing out of the whole year that I look forward to. Yeah. And I know people are going to say, or people are thinking, you know, there are people out there that had it a lot worse than you. I understand that. I get it. I I do feel fortunate that, you know, I was able to have the Christmas that we did have this year. Um, There are people out there that have it way worse than I do. I get that. But it still doesn't take away um, the fact that I'm feeling anxiety and I'm, I'm feeling depressed and and it is because of my PTSD. I know it is. I have not felt like this 
in a very, very long time. It's been a few years, wow. quite a few years. Um, and I'm really having a hard time getting myself out out of this funk. I mean, I, I'm i not even talking about it with my family. Um, you know, we had Christmas Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, I worked from 7 in the morning and never got home till 9.30 at night. Wow. Just so I can avoid thinking about how screwed up I think Christmas was for us this year. Yeah. Um, you know, we did. I mean, we had Christmas. One of the things I hate doing is giving Chris, uh, gift cards out for Christmas. Yeah. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I, I will do anything I can to avoid giving somebody a gift card for Christmas. I just, especially... Um, Dennis and the kids. I hate it. I think it's so impersonal. That's my opinion. People like giving gift cards. That's perfectly fine for you. But for me personally, I don't like doing it. Fifty <laughs> percent of my Christmas shopping this year was giving everybody Christmas uh, gift cards, and everybody was fine with it. Yeah, everybody loved it. Like I, was gonna say, I love gift cards. <laughs> I went. I must have went to, um. Probably 15 different places to get gift cards. So I was trying not to give everybody, you know, a $100 gift card here and a $100 gift card there. I was breaking it up and giving it, you know, smaller increments to different places, restaurants, stores, uh, stuff like that. So it was, um, they were fine with it. They loved opening up their their (laughs) gift cards. I got Cheyenne mcdonald's gift card she loves mcdonald's she was in her glory yeah i would have thought i gave her a thousand dollars she was like so excited about it but it's like i don't know it was different this year um you know we did the usual we woke up that morning um you know did our coffees breakfast uh, took showers and then went downstairs and and uh, did all the gifts, but I just didn't. I didn't feel it this year. It didn't feel like Christmas to you. Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't your standard Christmas. It wasn't. It wasn't what you normally do. I can I can understand. Um, I can totally understand that being you know really depressing and really creating a lot of anxiety when. A singular time that you look forward to, you know, like your favorite holiday um, throughout the year comes around in, in the expectation that you have um, set for yourself and set in your mind. It, it doesn't when reality doesn't meet expectation, um, it can definitely be extremely um, depressing. The um, you were you were so sick, though. Like, let's let's be real and let's actually talk about the timing Um, between, so like literally Thanksgiving day, like later on the day going down and you being down for two weeks, you were so sick and there's only four weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. uh, Oh, exactly. I mean, to put in perspective how sick I was, I was in bed sick. I never left my bedroom except to get up and go to the bathroom. I was so sick. I went to the ER twice. Um, The second time I went to the ER, they wanted to admit me. Um, 
I can be sick at home as well as I can be sick in the hospital. Yeah. I chose to go home. Um, I It's like I woke up the first week. Okay. The first week I was sick in bed. All right. I get it. I was really sick. And then come the second week, it was like every day I woke up and I wanted to feel better. And yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And then the next day I wanted to feel better and I didn't. So the the more that second week I didn't feel better was when the depression kicked in. Yeah. And then that's when I realized, oh my God, Christmas is coming. Um, I'm I'm a major creature of habit. Yep. I have um I have a routine with my Christmas and this is the first year my routine was broke. Yeah. And it was really hard for me. Yeah. I'm one that if I make plans to do something and I envision it happening, it has to happen that way. And if it doesn't, I messed up. Yep. I am totally messed up. And no matter how well it came out, it still didn't come out as well as I wanted it to come out. Mm -hmm. And that was the same with Christmas. Christmas was not that bad. But because it wasn't the Christmas that I've always had mm -hmm. or I've always planned for the family, it wasn't good enough for me. Gotcha. And I really feel like I left, I let them down. I feel like I let myself down, um, even though I had, you know, I had no control over it. And it, I'm still, I'm still in that funk. Um, Christmas is over and I still feel a major funk about it. It's like I can't get myself out of this this depression, this um this funk I'm in. For one, I, I don't want to talk about anything. But yet, you know, I I felt like I, I really needed to do this today with you. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad that you are. Um that I know I can tell. I I can tell how um how hard of a time you're having and how depressed you really have been. I mean, while we may not come to any sort of, you know, necessarily, I don't know, like any sort of like resolution or anything like that today, I'm sure that what you're explaining other people can relate to. And the first part of that that anybody can do to help themselves feel better when they're having a hard time is to start talking about it, is to just talk about it and get it off your chest. Half the time, you don't even need to have someone tell you, oh, you should do this, you should do this. It's not about fixing it. It's just voicing it. It's getting it out. It's not avoiding it and burying it. It's making sure to, to get it present. Exactly, exactly. I mean, the first 20 years after my attack, that's what I did is I didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And it made my life worse. Yeah. It it didn't help me whatsoever. It right. didn't um help me at all. And I realized the past two days I'm doing the same thing yeah. as I was before. I'm not talking about what I'm really going through mm -hmm. and what I'm really feeling and why I'm really feeling it. Right. Um, you know, my anxiety has just been 
so bad. The depression has been so bad. I'm not talking. I'm having a hard time having conversation with people. Um, several people have uh, messaged me over the holiday weekend, and I haven't even gotten back to them. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't I just go on and say, oh, they wish me a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I read it and I put my phone down and don't even want to respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to revert my myself back to that. Right. Um, so that's why I um, talked to Amanda today and said, yeah. let's do a podcast on mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's other people out there that can relate. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I feel like it's, it is important to talk about your feelings, okay. whether you find a resolution to it or not. Right. Um, it is very important to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm talking about it today. It's uh, it's been a difficult couple of weeks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I've hardly talked to you for the past couple of weeks. I know I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you I'm like, too. I'm like Jane, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know because we we've. We talk on a regular basis. We do. And most of the time it's through video chat. And I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even get my video chat with you. <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> but I hate when I feel like this. And I hate um, I hate avoiding people too. Yeah. For, for no reason. Right. I mean, I was avoiding you for no reason. Yeah. I was avoiding everybody. And, and I don't want people to take it personal. And I, I hope right. you didn't take it personal. It was just the, um, it's just the state of mind I'm in right now. I get, I, I totally understand it though. When, when you just don't feel like, it sounds to me like there was just such a combination of so many things going on too um, with you. It was almost like you were just so overwhelmed with so many things coming at you at once and you have set your expectation that this time of year and you know especially with with you know christmas coming up that it's going to be a certain way because it always has been a certain way and you just keep on feeling overwhelmed and it's almost like unrealistic to be able to reach that expectation it's only going to make you feel more depressed and yeah it it's a, it's natural to just sort of like go inside yourself and just avoid and not want to talk to people and not want to really deal yeah. with anything, you know? It's like Dennis, He's he hasn't been on, he hasn't understood, he's confused why it took me so long to put my Christmas tree up. Yeah. You know, he bugged me for a few days, you know, when are you going to put your tree up? When are you going to decorate the house? And I finally turned around and said, I may not put the tree up. I may not decorate my house. I don't have to this year. Why do I have to do it? Well, he's not saying that I had to do it. He's just couldn't understand why I hadn't done it yet. Right. And, you know, I just was like, I don't care if the tree's up this year. I don't care if the house is decorated. I didn't care. And I snapped at him. And he just couldn't understand. He was fine with me not putting the tree up, 
He just couldn't understand why I didn't want to put the tree up. Right. It's almost like it's it was so out of character for you. Very, very. So out of character. Yeah. He and just he couldn't, couldn't comprehend. Yep. He couldn't understand yep. it. And I know that he wanted me to explain to him why I was feeling this way, but I couldn't explain to him because I didn't understand it myself. Um, it was just hard to explain. Yeah. Very hard to explain. You know, Cheyenne did have a good Christmas. Um, good. That was the other thing is, you know, my rule has always been my kids are to be home, whether they move out or not. They're to be at my house on Christmas Day yep. all day long. Mm-hmm. Well, then Jessica threw me. <laughs> she she decided to tell me that they're going to do Christmas with me in the morning. And then her and Cheyenne were going to go to her boyfriend's house in the afternoon on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Now, I should have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. I so wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a fit. I was pissed. It was like the frosting on the cake. This Christmas was so messed up already that, oh, I'm not going to be with my my daughter and my granddaughter all day for Christmas. This is messed up. I was pissed. I voiced how pissed off I was. And, you know, she was like, I have a boyfriend now, and they are having Christmas this afternoon, and I want to be with them this afternoon for Christmas so yep. we can all do Christmas presents with them. Yep. I was mad. Yeah. And um, it was just like one thing after another. Christmas was getting messed up. <laughs> it wasn't the way it always is every year. It, it just layered on and layered on. And I almost came to a point where, you know, I didn't give a shit about Christmas this year. But then I, you know, I did realize... It's about being together. Right. Um, you know, my son was with us all day, me and Dennis. We watched football, sat at our bar, had a few drinks, um, you know, had great conversation, watched great football. And, you know, my daughter came home fairly early. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up playing cards that night. So it was... It was almost as if I got pissed off and upset for nothing, for yeah. no reason, yeah. when I should have just been, okay, see you guys when you got home. Right. Um, but I exploded, and yeah, I was pissed. Well, sometimes that happens. Well, like you said, you're like, Christmas this year has already, I mean, it doesn't sound like Christmas has ever been the way that it was for you this year. No. Ever before. So so you're like, like you said, you know, icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. It was just one thing after another. Yeah. You know, I envisioned my Christmas one way. And if it's not that way, I just doesn't, I I don't, I don't do change well. Especially when it comes to my favorite flipping holiday (laughs) of the year, Christmas. Nothing went right. And I did not handle it well. But I also think, I, I don't know, I, I think there's more to to why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Yeah. And I just can't really pinpoint it. Hmm. Um, you know, being sick, yeah. Um, 
you know, I still don't feel a hundred percent. I mean, I feel I feel good enough to function every day, mm-hmm. um, but I still feel like kind of weird, and and I still have no smell, and it's really weird. It's mm, like I still have some symptoms of the RSV, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm I'm not sleeping well. Mm. I'm up every night between two and three o'clock a.m. for no reason, and I can't go can't get back to sleep. So. I know some of the reason why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling is lack of sleep. Lack of sleep, yeah. That's um, definitely that's definitely going to impact yeah. everything. But I wake up and my mind just goes 100 miles an hour, and I don't know. That's anxiety. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. the anxiety. And I am on medicine for anxiety, but I I'm still feeling it. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate PTSD. PTSD sucks. Um, You know, I was doing so good for so long. Yeah. Uh, You know, a few years. You know, I I hadn't, I hadn't felt like this for for a few years. And it's like, I'm crashing and burning. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I'm trying so hard to, um, put the fire out and get myself back to back to functioning again but I'm I'm struggling and I'm I'm hoping doing this today and talking about it mm-hmm. um I know you said you've you're doing some struggling too oh yeah oh yeah I'm I'm definitely struggling lately too I think it comes along with like the holiday season all the stresses that that people tend to actually feel too um, I personally am actually feeling very out of character and, and the way I can describe that is, um, I feel prickly <laughs> and that may sound like a very odd description, but it's, it's the best way that I can describe it. Normally I'm very level headed. Normally I'm very, you know, very, very pleasant to be around and, and, uh, um, can really work through a lot of my feelings and emotions. And over the course of the past uh, almost month now, I would say, so just about as long as you, Jane, um, I'm having a really hard time having a filter. And I find myself um, sort of snapping and not having as much patience with, um, and it naturally comes out with the people that are closest to me, right? So on my daughter with my husband um and to know it's it's not like anybody's doing anything wrong it's it's just almost like um i feel like i've i'm like an overflowing pot sort of you know what i mean um yeah and i'm just having a really hard time um yeah processing um some stress and some anxiety um that i'm dealing with too so I guess this time of year can really bring it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess I so. I mean, I can honestly say this is probably the first Christmas I have actually felt the, what do they call it? Holiday blues or? Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it is called holiday blues. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever really felt it in a, a very real thing. <laughs> yeah. Very real thing. Um you know, they say 
um, with the, uh, the holidays, um, that's when they have, they see the highest rate of suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I never really understood that um, until this year. I mean, I, I haven't felt suicidal, but I, I definitely get the depression part. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now back to our episode. Yeah. the um, For many people, the holidays really signify, you know, family gatherings and family get togethers and, and sort of, you know, being together. And so it's it's natural that around the holiday season, uh, people can definitely get depressed, especially if they've lost someone, someone, you know, very close to them, whether whether it's, you know, a family member or a friend or, or something like that. But the holidays can definitely, you know, sort of like push on that a little bit and help that to actually bubble up. Yeah, actually, actually, you bringing that up is interesting because, um, Drew just lost his grandma. Yes. And um, I was pretty close with her. Yeah. Uh, I've known her for years. I used to, I, I worked with her um, when Jessica was like a baby. So that 30 years ago, I worked with her. Yeah. Um, it, and it's interesting. Um, she worked for this place in Hinsdale. Um, she was the very first employee hired. Um, so her employee number was one. Mm-hmm. My cousin, Gloria, she was the second person hired. Oh, wow. So her number was two. Yeah. Um, and Drew lost her gram, um, Juanita. Yeah. His, his gram, Juanita, um, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, uh, she passed away on December 13th. December 13th. Yeah. And, um, I I've always felt close with her. Yeah. Um every family function, cookout, uh birthday party, graduation, anything that she was at, I was at. Mm-hmm. And we always sat and had the greatest conversations. Yeah. Um I absolutely loved talking talking to her. Um I'd see uh, over the years when the kids were playing um um, sports at the school she'd always be up there at the, yeah. the sports and always always spoke with her and um uh, uh back in october um well she at the end of the summer she moved down to north carolina yeah. with um drew's parents yeah. um actually she she got a trailer across the road yeah. and um i was able to go down there in october and see her and I was so excited about seeing her. She was so happy. She really was. I had not yeah. seen her that happy in, in a few years, yeah. uh, especially since her husband passed. Mm-hmm. And um, she couldn't wait to show me her trailer, mm-hmm. which was newly renovated. Um, we went to the music festival together. I had a great time there. Went out to eat. 
Um, she was telling me that the next time I come down, she wanted me to stay at her house, yeah. that she had an extra bedroom. And it was just so great to see her. And I was so, I'm so thankful that I got to see her. Yeah. Um, because when uh, we were actually FaceTiming yeah. when Drew got the call that she had passed. Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe how hard that hit me. I, yep. I, I got off the phone and I just bawled my eyes out. I was, I, I was glad that she wasn't in pain. Yeah. But it was like she was finally happy down there. Mm-hmm. And it was as if she didn't have enough time. Right. It did, uh, it, it did come up um, fairly quickly. Yes. Uh, I mean, her passing. Um, they had gotten news um, that she was sick and she had to go through surgery. And then some of the results of the surgery um, indicated uh, that she had cancer. Um, and she didn't have much time. And so, God, I felt, I felt horrible, Jane, that I had to, I knew how close you were with her. I felt horrible that I had to give you the, uh, the message via, you know, uh, FaceTime um, that she had passed. But I had to sort of explain why I had to get off the phone and, and, uh, talk with my husband yeah. <laughs> since he had just gotten that message. But, um, yeah. And I, I just couldn't even talk anymore. Yeah. I, I totally, I, I, I totally knew why you had to get off the phone, mm-hmm. but I too had to get off the phone because I just, um, yeah. it hit me pretty hard. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, um, and <laughs> my cousin, Gloria passed away a week after she did. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And they worked together for over 30 years. Oh wow. So it was um I I, I just uh it was just it was it, I was heavy. I, I had a heavy heart there for a while. Yeah. A couple of days. Um she's going to be missed. <laughs> I I'm going to miss her quite a bit. Um she was a she was a cute little old lady. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> she really was. She was adorable. She was so she was so teeny. Teeny <laughs> tiny and uh um I always had a smile on her face and um she's gonna be missed. I it's, do. it's gonna be hard going down there and not seeing her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The um it was actually extremely sweet and we definitely did get emotional on uh on Christmas Day. Um Abriana got a card from her. Oh, wow. So, um, and now mind you, um, Juanita, I mean, she was such a sweet woman. She had only met my daughter a couple of times. Um, but it was... A card from heaven. Just that Aubrion was included. Yeah. Um, when she thought of her great-grandchildren, um, was super touching. And, um... There was a very nice gift in there. Not that the gift mattered. Um, yeah. But, yeah, j- just that she was thought of and included, that was definitely uh, such an amazing gift um, to Abriana. You know, I mean, to myself, too. And obviously, it very much uh, so touched Drew. I'm I mean, sure. Drew got extremely emotional. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, she was just I'm so uh, glad that she got that. Yeah. I'm so glad. That was uh that was a very emotional but touching moment that we had on Christmas. We it was actually delivered to us uh slightly before Christmas and then so obviously we waited until Christmas and then Aubriana opened it up on Christmas, so Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so we've had some loss. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's uh why I'm feeling so so much in a funk too. Yeah. Um and just didn't even realize it. Yeah. Um I mean, losing loved ones just before the holidays like that is so difficult. It really is. Yeah. And uh maybe I I suppressed it. Yeah. And, and just didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. That definitely could have been could have been definitely a piece, you know, a piece mm-hmm. of what was going on. Yeah. I wonder, Jane, too, I wonder if, because you, you mentioned too, that, you know, with, with, um, especially specifically with Dennis asking you a couple of times, you know, like, aren't you going to do this? Like, why aren't you doing this? And not necessarily, uh, like not necessarily like purposely like hounding you to do anything, but like, uh, he was trying to figure out why it wasn't because it was so out of character for you. I wonder if now that you sort of realize how like overwhelmed and how like sad you were feeling too, if simply like sitting down with Dennis and sitting down with Jess and Cheyenne and Devin, whether it's all together or whether it's separately and just sort of explaining to them, be like, I know this Christmas was way different and it really bugged me and it made me really depressed and I'm sorry. I, I, I feel like I let you guys down. I, and they're of course going to be like, you didn't, we still had a great Christmas, you know, because you did, but it just, and just voicing to them and just letting them know that it really bugged me and it really put me in a funk and I'm sorry that that's happened, but that's why it might actually help you feel better and it might help them feel better too. Maybe, maybe. I know Jess has noticed, you know, she's like, what's wrong with you lately? Yeah. You know, and I've just been like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. I mean, I also quit smoking too, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she wonders why she's been stressed. (laughs) I did. I mean, I, as soon as I got sick, yeah. uh, I think I had my last cigarette Thanksgiving Day, yep. and uh, I have not smoked since. Well, fantastic job. Yeah. Great job. That's amazing. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. I've attempted it a few times, mm-hmm. uh, quitting smoking. Um, I'll do good for a while, and then I'll, yeah. I'll make that major mistake. Oh, I can just smoke this one cigarette and I'm good and mm-hmm. and I know that that's not true anymore and I yeah. know I've got to be honest with myself and and not smoke that yeah. that one cigarette and I haven't and um you know I've uh, the first uh the first two weeks were easy because I was so sick I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do anything um and then the week after that I had a couple of urges uh but I you know count the five minutes and and it went away mm-hmm. um and i i've felt okay mm-hmm. about it lately um so i'm trying to I, I i'm over that really major urge period of time yeah so i'm, I'm just trying to convince myself don't 
smoke that one cigarette. Yep. You're doing good. You don't want to go back to what you were, you know, right. where you were before. So, yeah, I'm sure not smoking is, is uh, got a little bit to do with it. <laughs> Adding a little bit. <laughs> I'm but, sure. I mean, honestly, talking about it right now is helping, too. It's um, good. I haven't really talked to anybody about how I've been feeling or, or why I've been feeling the way I have. So, yeah, talking about it has, has definitely helped. And and I know I know there's others out there that, that probably feel the same way I feel um, even after the holidays. You know, you just feel like you're in a funk. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, the weather is starting to get cold, less sun mm-hmm. during the day. And, um, you know, I'm sure people are struggling with finances and... Yep. And, um, you know, the economy absolutely sucks right now. <sighs> and unfortunately, it's affecting Drew and Amanda with their store. Yeah. And, um, you know, it does, it's, uh, I'm sure it's it's a accumulation of everything. Yeah, it really is. It almost yeah. just seems like everything, like, so compiling on all at once. Yeah. At, like, yeah, for, like, really bad timing. Yeah, I would say that that's probably you know, the economy and our businesses and stuff like that is probably one of the biggest stressors for us. I think one of the good things, though, that I can at least, you know, sort of attest to is that, you know, both Drew and myself, regardless of how stressed out we get with what's happening around us or what's happening to us, because it does kind of sort of seem like everything keeps on compiling all at once, um, is that We've been really good. I think we've only had one time when we like sort of like one at each other, like attacking each other. Um, and it was just because of our frame of minds at the time. Um, we've been really good at least with each other, you know? Yeah. Like not tr- like really trying not to take it out on each other, which is great because I mean, that that's the last you thing you want to do. You guys are in it together. Right. Um, so, so attacking each other about this situation just is is not a resolution exactly it not only makes it, it not, worse it does not only does it not make a resolution i mean it just yeah, exactly it makes the entire situation worse yeah so you yeah. two are so uh, i never i have never met two people so <laughs> compatible in my life these two i mean they can they come into the store in the morning and they don't have to say two words to each other. <laughs> they get each other's coffees all set up on the counter. They get all the stuff for the coffees on the counter. They don't even talk to each other. They just have this normal routine for themselves every morning. It's so comical to watch. You would think they were married for 50 years. It's so funny. It's, it's so funny. It's almost just like a natural like dance, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, it in you know what's funny that that you're bringing that up, Abriana, my daughter Abriana, um, brought it up. It was quite a few months ago. She witnessed Drew and myself literally just look at each other and do like gestures, and we st- both got up and started doing something. And she was like, "What the hell was that, guys? What the hell was that? Why don't you even have to talk?" It, it was just so funny. And she was like, "You guys do that all the you just look." She's like, "Sometimes you don't even look at each other, and you're just like." Yep. Okay. Got it. And she's like, and I'm so confused as to what's going on. Like, what's going on? Um, yeah, you guys read I mean, each other so well. So well. So well. 
uh, it's funny. My mother gave me the feedback when him and I actually just first started dating before we were before we were married. And now we knew each other for close to a decade before we even started dating uh, because we had previously worked together. But my mother gave me the feedback the first time that she spent some real time with him. We were camping. And my mother gave me the feedback. She just, and it was after, you know, we had all spent some time together, but then I think he had to actually drive back home to like go to work or, or something like that. She looked at me and she was like, it's amazing because I've never seen you the way you are with him, with anybody else. And I was like, and she was like really in awe. And I was like, you have to explain yourself now. Like, what are you talking about? And yeah, she was exactly. Like, she was like, she was like, Amanda, you know, I love you. And I was like, oh, great. This is a good piece of feedback that's coming up right now. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, she's going to tell me how horrible I am to people. No. And she was like, you have always been and it's a great descriptor, too. I've always been extremely independent. And I mean, to the point of if you ask my parents, like, like almost like annoying independent, like I I set my mind to something. I do it. I don't need any help. I don't need anybody to help me. Um, I'm responsible for everything. And I I even got even more so extremely independent once I had my daughter um, because now I had a person to take care of. And so she she had always watched me do this sort of song and and dance with, with, you know, partners that I had had throughout my life. And they never really knew how to interact with me and how to actually deal with that independence. She had never seen me give up any sort of power or independence in a relationship before. And she was sitting there and she was watching Drew and myself and she was like, he just knows. Like he knows when is okay and when she's grateful for, okay, yes, please go ahead and do that. And he's just doing it without her even asking. But he also knows like, Oh, okay. If she's in the middle of doing something, I'm not just going to jump in and take over because that would, you know, piss her off. She was like, he knows you so well and knows how to balance that. She was like, and that's why you act different with him. It's almost like this really nice, like give and take Yes. of like, like the power or like independence and, and things like that, like of the doing in the relationship. It really yeah. is like a partnership. Yeah. I noticed um, we'll be in conversation and you will give Drew that look like, you know, he has something to say. Yep. Normally he would say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but once you give him that look, it's like he knows or, or he thinks, okay, I need to say something mm -hmm. and he does it's yep. it's crazy you two are <laughs> <laughs> and that piece doesn't really have anything to do with being psychic no. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't it just has to do with uh yeah just knowing him yeah. knowing him like oh yeah yeah yep. Yeah. I hear I know you have on. something to say exactly so say it <laughs> Andrew he he doesn't say much he tries to uh he'll say it I I I'm guessing you and me will have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I'll leave, and then he has comments to make, or yep. he has uh, opinions to make. Yep. I mean, for the most part, it, it's it's not like he doesn't. Um, it's not like he doesn't speak his mind, 
Um, he definitely has his own opinions and his own ideas and fantastic ideas at that. He's extremely intelligent. Oh, very, um, very. And he, even though he never gives himself credit for no. that, which is one point of contention we always have with him, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. And he's going to be listening to this and he's going to be like, oh, come on, guys. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, he, he just picks his moments. He just picks his moments. A lot of people would actually describe him as a fairly quiet and really reserved person. I know um, how hilarious and vocal and boisterous he can be, but um, that's really just, you know, his, his yeah. private life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Holy tangent, huh? Mm. <laughs> Holy tangent, but it was good. So, Yeah. We thought we'd do this today to um, talk about depression and the holidays and how people feel. And, um, you know, even though I've done an enormous amount of healing with my PTSD, it hit me. It hit me this past month. And I really wanted to share that because, um, you know, I I want people to know that it happens. It happens. And it happens to all of us. It does. Even though I've I've done so much healing and and I have a, a wonderful support system, you know it, it does happen to the best of us. Um, yeah. I'm in a funk. I'm I know talking about it today is definitely going to help me. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna. Uh, I have tools, and uh, talking about this today is uh, uh, a way of. Me saying, okay, Jane, you have tools, start using them. Yep. And uh, that's what I'm going to do for the next few days and try to get myself out of this funk and and uh, Christmas is over and move on. And we got New Year's to look forward to on in to 2023. And yeah. it's definitely going to be better, I hope. And uh, I definitely think 2023 is going to be really interesting. I think it, I think the landscape is going to look a lot different for us this this next coming year. Yeah, I do too. I do. I I yeah. feel it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm going to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get I'm Jane not going to lie. I'm not feeling it right now, but um yeah, it's it's got to be better. Um you know, it's you got to have a positive outlook in order to see positive things happen. Absolutely. So, yep. I'm going to try my best to have a positive outlook for 2023. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to see positive things happen. Absolutely. Positive. We're going to force ourselves to be positive because that is what we are going to manifest. Exactly. You guys should do it with us. Exactly. It's all about mindset. And hey, if you're having a rough time because of the holidays, if you've, you know, whether you if you've lost someone, if you're if the holidays just bring up, you know, depression, if, if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, talk to someone. Yes. Just talk to someone. I know that so often the, the coping mechanism is avoidance and sort of going into yourself and burying it. But that doesn't help. It that doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't help yourself. It actually hurts your physical body to do that. Hurts your energy. Speaking from being a Reiki master, it really hurts, <laughs> hurts your energy field. I promise you. Um, find someone to talk to because yes. uh, chances are that people around you are noticing that it's happening and they're more than willing 
to sit down and talk with you about it and even just be an ear. Maybe not even, you know, fix what's going on, but just be a good listening ear so you can help get it out so it's not buried so you can start, you know, releasing it and letting it go. Yep. The new suicide hotline, 988. 988. Yep. Don't be afraid to use it if you think you really need to. Yeah, please don't. Yes, please. Your problems today are not going to be your problems forever. True statement. True statement. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Invisible Tears. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to hear all future episodes. Click into our link tree too in the episode description to find and follow us on all our social medias. And it also links to our website, invisible-tears.com, where you can keep current on any events that may be coming up, read more about Jane and the team, and read more about all the Connecticut River Valley unsolved cases. If you are looking for everyday items, clothes, collectibles, or a gift for that special someone, you can support us further by checking out our retail store, The Frugal Marketplace. We can be found at thefrugalmarketplace.com or search for us on eBay and Poshmark. We hold an online claim sale on Facebook Live every Monday night at 7 p.m. where you can find our latest items for sales or items at a deep discount. The links for our products can be found in our show notes. If you want to learn more about my wellness practice, Guided Path Wellness, head to guidedpathwellness.org. There you can read more about me and my certifications, more about the Reiki and coaching services I offer both in person and remote, and read all about my products for sale that I make through the practice. Feel free to utilize the contact us section on the website with any questions or utilize that free 15-minute consultation booking button if you have any questions about what might work for you. Evil may exist in this world, but we will not let it win. See you next episode.